Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. This is our 500 subscriber special. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed so far. We're really thrilled. We, we will be doing a giveaway at the end of the video. Um, so please stick around until then for some more details. But if you want to enter, make sure you're subscribed, like this video, and also leave us a comment. But holy crap, the Utah Jazz are doing just phenomenal so far this year. Number one in the West. And they're playing good teams too. When we played Denver the first game of the year, I thought that was a fluke. And yes, we did lose to Denver in game two. But other than that, I mean, the Jazz have beat the Clippers. They beat the Grizzlies. You know, they went to NOLA and beat the Pelicans in overtime. The Hawks game from last week was absolutely insane. So overall, this team is definitely surpassing my expectations. And it's really exciting to see. So Dale and I are just going to discuss what we think about this team and what we think about what's going, where their ceiling is and what will actually happen this year. So Dale, what, what do you think this team's ceiling is? Last time and that we talked about this, we kind of mentioned, I think I threw out there that, okay, I think best case scenario is a six seed. And then we kind of, we both kind of thought, ah, oh, that's maybe a little unrealistic. Maybe if everything lines up and then some stars in the West get injured, but so I, I kind of want to start it there. Like, I don't know. I, I'm like, they've had an excellent start. They've proven a lot of things. There's still a lot of season to go, though. So, yeah, I, I don't know whether to feel like, hey, this team is a, a they're, they're definitely not a contender, but a contender for like home court advantage in the West, I think, is probably I think you have to talk about maybe four seed as a, in, somewhere in that range as a ceiling. But that's still, I think, that's still kind of very optimistic for this season. Yeah, um, I, I would. They're probably bumped. The ceiling probably bumped up two more spots, and the floor I think has been brought up a lot because the floor before was like bottom two or three in the West, and I don't see that happening. With ten wins, you're kind of almost already out of that conversation by the end of the season. Well, it's just been absolutely chaos to start out the year, right? Especially in the Western Conference. I mean, I think that you can say Phoenix, Denver, and Memphis have been performing about as well as expected, and that they will probably get up and get that one seed by the end. But Dallas has really been struggling um, to start. The Clippers have really been struggling without Kawhi. The Pelicans are a good team, but they're not playing super great right now. The Trailblazers are doing amazing. Um, I mean, Damian, you can definitely tell that Lillard was hurt this last year. So overall, while I still believe the West is very talented, um, the Jazz have been the team with the least amount of problems right now. And that will go a long way. Now, they have to do that, you know, for another 60-plus games. And will they be able to do that is the question. And I, I don't think they're going to be able to. But they definitely are, as currently constructed, competing for home court. I, I don't think that's a crazy statement to say. Since I don't think the Mavericks are going to bounce, um, are going, to, are going to just you know go take their rightful place as a top three seed guaranteed. I don't think that'll happen with the Clippers, depending on what's going on with Kawhi. Um, Golden State will probably bounce back, but they have had a really crappy start to the beginning of the year. And I do think it would be hilarious if the year after they went against all expectations to just have such a good record in the regular season and then win the title, they all of a sudden go and miss the playoffs in the year following. I, I think that would be quite the story, and I don't think that will happen. But Utah is definitely in a great position to get home court. I agree with that statement. 
Yeah, and I think I think they're taking advantage of some bad situations for other teams. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Suns. The Suns are probably outperforming what a lot of people actually expected just because of the drama that was going on. Uh, but you see the Warriors, there's some drama there. The Clippers, there's drama there. The Lakers, who knows what's going on with the Lakers. That uh, you game have... in Vivint, the Halloween night game, mm. was electric. It was so <laughs> fun just to listen, nothing just to better shut up all the Lakers fans. Than watching the Jazz beat the Lakers. There really isn't. And uh, this is totally a ro- the wrong opinion to have, but I was at the game, and every time the Lakers did something good, you heard a sizable cheer from the crowd. And I was just of the opinion, I'm like, there's way too much purple and gold in these stands. You know, we we should have a better Utah Jazz turnout to this game. But it was it was electric in the fourth quarter and was so much fun just to watch the Jazz absolutely dominate. But this and, isn't a Lakers podcast. We we've gotten the mistake of doing that before, so we'll we'll change <laughs> course. <laughs> There's just so much written about them that Seriously. it's hard not to mention them when they come up. Um, but to like get back to the point where they there are lots of teams that are going through drama or they've had injuries that have really caused issues in the past that they're trying to get going. And so the Jazz have come in and they have every reason to not win games. They don't yeah. have a clear, well, at least coming into the season, they didn't have a clear star. Um, this Most of these players had not played together before. Brand new coach. The roster really felt like it was just like, a, okay, here's some players that we got in trades and stole them together. And so they came in and they really wore the, we have no expectations. We're going to go out there, have fun. We're going to play basketball. We're not going to have an ego. We're not yeah. like I don't see any player um, except for like maybe marketing, but not in a bad way going out there and seeing seeing the season as a I need to do good for me to build my career. Like yeah. how they're playing, especially on offense, is very much a team basketball game. It really uh, is. It's really fun to watch. And you do have everyone playing, you know, um, really hard because a lot of people are playing for their career in the league, but they're doing it in a team way like. Everyone wants to build each other up, which is just so much fun to see. Like, yeah, Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander Gil, is having a great year. Um, but you don't really see a lot of team basketball, you know, from OKC and stuff. Like, it makes sense that he's having a great year because what else is there to play for? But watching everyone work together as a team to build each other up and to win games is really impressive. Like, the Jazz have played... You at ten and three, they've played the most games of any team in the league so far, and they also have the most wins of any team in the league, which is obviously a bit easier to do. But playing at such a quick pace right now just really shows the level of conditioning that they have and the level of heart they're playing with as well. And and one thing that I want to it, I want to point out about like a it's kind of a hidden superpower that the Jazz have, uh, and I don't know if it's I don't know what about this organization does it or if it's just pure coincidence because it's. Other than the front office, like coaching staff is completely brand new here. It's yeah. like all the behind the scenes stuff is kind of different right now. But the Jazz are able to take these players that are kind of washed and the league has pretty much given up on them and figure out how to maximize the potential. You saw Jordan Clarkson when he came to Utah. We knew he was a scorer, but we didn't re- like no one saw him as what he is now. Where yeah. now, like he. he 
in the past couple of years, he was an excellent six man. Now he is like one of the leaders of this team. And they're doing that again with Laurie Markkinen, where he was kind of washed. Everyone saw him as, okay, he'll get you a few rebounds and hit you a few corner threes, but that's about it. Everyone kind of saw him as like a Davis Bertans. Yeah. And he's is like, you, he had a great summer and the Jazz kind of unlocked his potential. And on offense, he's looking like, um, I, I want to give it more time before I give him too much credit, but like maybe not a number one option on a championship contender, but he's a legit main option could be for some good teams if he continues to play like this. So, well, and uh, so I don't much, know what about the organization can unlock players like that, but that's a superpower that they have. Yeah. Well, I and I think I don't necessarily want to give the Jazz a lot of credit for both of those things, actually. Um, I really think that a lot of it had to do with um, with the World Cup not World Cup, whatever the basketball was over the summer, FIBA, where you had um, Jordan Clarkson playing on the Philippines national team and you ha- or the Filipino national team, and you had Markkinen playing on the Finnish national team. And so they were able to go be the number one options on, you know, teams for a significant portion of the summer and get learn a lot from doing that and then come back and be able to take what they learned there and apply it to this team. So I think that helped a lot. Like Lowry looked amazing over the summer and is looking amazing now. Like he was able to translate everything he did overseas into this season. And, and it was great to watch him in Europe. It's even better to watch him play like this in the NBA. But now like we have, you have to raise the question where like the all-star games in Utah like is are are we thought coming into this year after the Jazz traded everyone where it's like oh this is going to be the saddest All Star game for Utah even though it's in Salt Lake like what what kind of representation do you think the Jazz will have I, I'm I haven't followed how like the the Rising Stars Challenge or how any of those things go I don't know how many players yeah. the Jazz have that may qualify for that but we have some players there but I think All Stars like uh, stat wise. Larry Markin is the only one who really jumps off the stat sheet at you, but we've had several players who are really performing well, and maybe with some slight improvements, the stats will improve by the time it's start time to start voting. So I, I don't know. What do you yeah. think? What, like, what's a what's an over under that you would give for a number of all stars the Jazz have? Oh, I over under point five. Yeah. Pick your poison. Pick the zero or pick the one you choose. Um. Yeah, I do think that definitely the best chance is Lowry right now, but that probably won't happen. If he does get picked, it's either going to be because his December and January were even more amazing than right now, or it's throwing the home fans a bone, which frankly, after, you know, jazz players being slighted in the past, I'll take the bone. I I know that (laughs) someone's going to have to be slighted for that to happen, but like he is having a great year. Um, as for what, like, who else might be on the Jazz or who else might be able to compete in an event right now, I mean, if Kelly Olenek continues to average th- um, just under three point three three point attempts a game and make 56.8%, um, <laughs> I think he'll be in the three-point contest. I wouldn't you have, bet on that, by the way. You wouldn't bet on that? <laughs> what? Um, Malik Beasley is taking over six a game right now and averaging 40. I mean, Mike's taking over five and averaging 
um, 41. Conley's, sorry, Clarkson's taking almost eight. He's averaging 7.8 a game and shooting 41%. So I do think regardless of what happens, uh, I guess they could all of a sudden start missing all their three-point shots. But I think the Jazz will have at least one player who gets to be in the three-point contest just so the hometown has something to cheer about, you know? I'm still not going to pay hundreds of dollars, like I, I think even over $1,000 to go watch a three-point contest. So definitely out of my price range there, but we'll see. I think three-point contest is the best bet. Uh, maybe Clarkson will get a play in the skills challenge if he keeps doing well. But overall, I'm not expecting anything crazy from Jazz participation in the All-Star game, sadly. Unfortunately, but I I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot that can change, I think, with every award, the performance of the team like has something to say. So if the Jazz keep up this level of play and they're a top three seed in the West when it's like a lot of the voting is wrapping up, you're going to see either fans are voting. And, and well, fans aren't going to vote any Jazz players in, so I don't know if that matters. Yeah, You're going to see coaches respect the Jazz and just kind of, like you said, it's kind of a throwing them a bone for what the team has done. By just letting their best player, which is probably going to be marketing still at yeah. that point, get in there. So I think so, it's a possibility. I do agree that you kind of have to set the over under at 0.5. So quick thought exercise here. I have all the um, all-stars from last season. Steph Curry, he's going to make it. John Morant, he's going to make it. LeBron James, there was a debate, but I'm pretty confident he's going to make it. Um, just based on injury. And well, what's going on? But if he's I'm healthy, sure he'll probably make it. If he's healthy, he's yeah. a starter. He's going to get every yeah. fan vote. Yeah. So Nikola Jokic gonna make it. Andrew Wiggins, I don't think should make it, or maybe should be in the discussion. But that that was not my favorite player to get voted on. I guess I say so. That's one spot. Devin Booker gonna make it. Chris Paul probably gonna make it, um, but I'm not entirely positive on that. Gobert. If he's struggling, if if the Timberwolves are still sucking, he might not make it. And I feel bad saying that, but he might not. Um, Draymond Green, don't know if Probably he's going to make it. I, I would um, I would bet heavy against it if you were betting. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns again, another T Wolves comment. Like if they're all if they are all just doing miserable, then he might not make it. Luca going to make it. Donovan Mitchell. Trade it out, right? So, not going to make it. And DeJounte Murray, who was an injury replacement for Draymond, not going to make it. So, there are a few spots that are available. Um, however, not many. A- not many. But there was the Wiggins for front coat. Wiggins for front court. I can't pronounce my R's today, apparently. <laughs> Draymond for front court. Um, Towns for front court. Gobert for front court. So, like, the four true, big questions we had are all front court. So, that definitely helps Lowry, Lowry have a better chance of making it. Um, and is there anyone in the front court on in the East who came this way? Nope. Um, the only big player from the East who ended up making it out here was Jeremy Grant, right? To the Blazers. Is there anyone else that comes to mind? I... Well... If there was in the offseason, none that have been making a splash yet, at least. Yeah. So, 
So th- there is definitely a chance. Like we have some question marks in the front court. So Lori could make it. That is where all the question marks are. There's not really any backcourt question marks. So it, it'll be fun to see. I, I do lean on being disappointed, but hey, it, it's a fun <laughs> discussion to have. The, that's the sad thing. It's a lot of jazz fans just kind of, it's it's kind of like the, oh, it's the hope that kills you kind of thing, where it's like, ah, don't hope and then just be happy with what you can. <laughs> just be happy with what happens, which that's the next big discussion right now, right, is will the jazz do a fire sale? Are we going to see, you know, come November 22nd when a limit can be traded, will we see something happen? Um, I believe I've heard Tony Jones been um, say that his sources are telling them that the Jazz are going to wait 25 games to evaluate what's going on. And so, you know, maybe mid um, towards the end of the month, they decide, hey, we're going to go all in. Um, Danny Ainge did say in an interview that they've got a lot of picks and can go out and make a move. So I don't know. Wh- I don't know what move you'd make there. But that is true. Like the Jazz do have assets that they could use to try to add a player. I just, you know, when the players that are available are Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis, I don't entirely think that I'm I'm wanting either of those players on the team. Yeah, I I like this topic to kind of figure out what they're doing. Um, I don't think I don't think they're selling at all. Yeah, I. And I would be shocked even if they're still performing well if they decide to buy. Because I think, if let's say the Jazz outperform all expectations and they're contending for a one seed in the West. I would have to think as much as you, like, you wouldn't want, like, the issue at that point, like, improving the team wouldn't be getting more top-end talent. If you want your best chance at a championship and that's what's happening... The reason they're playing that well is the chemistry because you just yeah. tripped into this really good fit of players. And I think like trading players out to bring more top end talent, I don't think that would increase your chances of a championship this year. So yeah. I don't think they would I don't I can't see them going out and buying this year. I think they definitely want to see what happens in this draft. Um I bet they will at least consider once the lottery is done, seeing if they could somehow get a way to get a top two pick in this draft. Um, I don't think they'll sell too much, though. I don't think Danny Ainge is going to give up all the picks for one player. I think he's going to play it smart. So I, I guess I don't I don't expect them to really do anything. All the inside sources that I'm seeing don't really see this as a rebuild. They're, the Jazz aren't going to sell anything. And... I'm not quite sure what the plan was going into the offseason. I think uh, Quinn Snyder um, resigning kind of changed whatever their plans were going into the offseason. But I still think there's a decent chance that they were going to run it back until they figured out that they could get this crazy haul for Rudy Gobert. And so if someone comes and offers two first rounders for a Linux, I think the Jazz are two first rounders and a maybe young player on top of that. I think the Jazz are going for that. Like they're not going to say no to crazy good deals for them. Yeah. But I don't think they're, they're calling around trying to sell their players off. Yeah. Well, and I I agree with you really on the chem on how much the Jazz having chemistry has helped them out. Like they don't have um, a top five, number one option in the league. They don't have a top five, number two option in the league. 
they def- they don't have a top five, number three option in the league. I think that's hard to say. But I think once you get down to number four option through number 10 option, that there's very valid arguments to make that they have a top five in every one of those positions. And so we saw a team like this a few years ago. Um, it was, you know, the Atlanta Hawks getting the number one seed in the East and then getting swept by the Cavaliers, I believe, or losing in a gentleman's sweep. So it will be hard to win a title like this, but they do have a chance of being really successful overall. And I, the, uh, the biggest issue, like you said, again, about chemistry is if an, if a really good player is available right now, it's probably because they have a bunch of drama and chemistry issues where they're at. And it would not be good for the Jazz to add that to this roster. So if I'm leaning either way, I think that you might see some Jazz players disappear for some number one picks or not number one picks. Definitely trade any player you have for a number one pick um, for some first round picks. I, I do think that might happen, but I'm not locking it in. I, I do think there's a world where, you know, we, the Jazz look very similar um, after the trade deadline. Yeah. And I think at the trade deadline, I don't know. This this year is weird. It feels like there's more teams tanking than trying to contend. Yeah. And so even if I'm the Jazz, I don't think the market is going to be a good situation for them to sell anything at the trade deadline. This is going to be enough teams selling and not very many teams buying. So well, since I, I don't think scenario, they're going to get a good deal. I, I think yeah. they may look for a good deal, but I don't think they'll pull the trigger on anything. Since best case scenario, I mean the Utah Jazz get the 13.4% chance, at least from a draft perspective, best case scenario, to get Victor Webanyama. That's a really small chance, you know? And then there's some deep stats in it, but then you have a chance at Scoot Henderson, um, which, again, really low chance. And he's 6'2", so I don't know what's up with him. He's still only 17, so maybe he's got a couple more inches in him. Um, Height-wise, that's kind of concerning for me. So even though he's projected to do really well in this league, we've seen short players really struggle over these past few years. So when you look at it and you say, okay, the Jazz can put together a competitive team this year, um, build around them, and hope that they get a really good pick with someone else's pick down the line. Um, That is definitely appealing for me. I know that I wasn't saying any of this in our last video. I also did not expect the Jazz to be the number one seed in the West for long. Um, Like, they've shown me a lot more that they can win now. If the Jazz, you know, were the number 18, if the number six or seven team, I feel like a fire sale would be a lot more probable just based on the fact that they're not losing that much. But if you start giving away everyone when you're the number one seed, that's that has a different vibe to it. Yeah, I, unless they start losing every game, which seriously, uh, with, uh, this team, uh, they're too good to lose every game. Um, yeah. I I, I'm, I still wouldn't be shocked if they somehow if they miss the playoffs because teams are going to start they're circling the Jazz they see oh this Jazz team is actually a good team and so teams are coming a little bit more prepared for them they they know what to expect and so I fully expect them to start losing a lot more than they have and even to the point where they slip out of the playoffs as teams like the Warriors and the Timberwolves and uh, we can talk about the Mavericks. I don't have much faith in that team this year, but they maybe need, they, they start maybe they start else. figuring it out. 
And those are teams that are just yeah. more top end talent. And that's like, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I agree with you there. You did mention I, Scoot Henderson, and I did yeah. kind of want to throw this out there where yes. we're going to watch Scoot Henderson when he comes to play the Salt Lake City Stars later this month. And G the League games, yeah, the 28th. G League yep. games, the tickets are really cheap. Games are fun because you're you're seeing Scoot Henderson play, and so uh, we're going to be like sitting courtside just because <laughs> that's how why cheap not? tickets are. So why not? But we thought it'd be like anyone who's here, like come to the game because I know G. I don't know what it's going to be like with the ignite. I've not been to a G League game like that, but I know they're typically empty, and games are a lot more fun when you have more people there. So so come watch Scoot Henderson when he plays the Salt Lake City Stars later this month. Yeah. And for any BYU basketball fans, Eric Mika um, from Lone Peak, you know, I'm pretty sure he was on Lone Peak from years back. <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent is, bet when he plays on, de- <laughs> play on BYU. Um, is playing on the Ignite as well, um, at least as of right now. So got a chance to see him play too. And it should be a lot of fun. So Dale and I are super excited to do that. And we will be doing a video on that. So if you want to see that video, please subscribe. Um, we do have the giveaway, which I'll just mention right now. We've got four options, and you can choose one of them if you win. We have these two hats. So we have an old-style blue hat, um, dark blue. Um, a lighter blue with a purple brim, kind of more along with the current style the Jazz are playing with. And from the game, these are both larges. We have a Utah Jazz, a purple Utah Jazz shirt, and a... And a black Utah Jazz shirt with a with a yellow note on it. So, please subscribe, leave a comment, like the video. We'll be doing we'll be announcing the winner um at uh, in that video. So yeah, for in the um G League Ignite video that will either be at the end of November or at the beginning of December. And if yeah. you're listening to us on podcast, come over to YouTube. Um, we appreciate you over there. Please come over and at least you know comment, like, and subscribe so that you have an opportunity to win this as well. Yeah, please do. We're, we're excited to keep building. We're like the jazz have kind of carried us with their great expectations to get over to this 500 mark early in the season. So excited to keep gro- growing and hopefully the jazz keep winning games so we can keep yeah. getting subscribers and, and make some more videos for you guys. Hey, so just let us know in the comments if you decided to be crazy and bet the over um, on the jazz win total for this year. You know, maybe you can take us out to lunch after you get all your winnings. But whatever happens, thank you so much for watching and go Jazz!